This is the Take Your Meds podcast, your safe space to explore how you can brighten up your life from the inside out. We're diving deep into the different medicine millennials take to turn their light on. Season one gives some insights into how you can navigate your quarter life crisis and find the confidence to be your authentic self. On this episode, I sit down with one of my biggest influences, Catherine Pavlovich. Listen in to hear how self-awareness turns into medicine. I'm so excited to be sitting down today with Catherine Pavlovich. Catherine was the most influential lecturer up at the university when I was studying at Waikato. And when I trace back my um, moments of transformation in my um, adulthood, one of them uh, sits in her self-actualized leadership course that she ran through the management school. And in that program, my whole worldview of business was completely shattered and re-established to be something that was led from the heart and that was good for the people and good for the planet. And still to this day, moments from that program um, are very alive and, and present in my conversations with people. So it's such a pleasure to have you on the podcast, Catherine. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, Gemma. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. You're very generous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean it, Catherine. It was um, it was deeply profound, deeply profound. And I think one thing that still to this day stands out was the work that we did around um, heart co- coherence, where mm. you brought in a machine that measured um, the energy of people and we had this experiment where we had one person sitting at the front of the classroom facing the whiteboard away from everybody else and then everybody else in the room directing a specific emotion towards that person as they were wearing the machine and then watching up on the projector the data come through either being really unregulated or quite regulated depending on if it was love and peace or shame and guilt. And it was just such a profound experience that I will never forget. So, yeah. That's Ugh. that's extremely strange because I haven't used that um, practice in my teaching for a wee while because our courses have tended to become a lot more mainstream, I guess. Mm. But I am using it this afternoon with my graduate students. So it's it's probably a good two years since I used that. So it's, oh my goodness. it's extraordinary. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. What a beautiful synchronicity. Ah, that's so cool. <laughs> Keep doing that. <laughs> it's really powerful. Yes. Um, so I'm just sitting here with the Alana Fairchild Lightworker Oracle Guidebook and I have pulled a card. And the card is Trust in the Plan. Not a card I've seen before. But beautiful, it's such beautiful artwork. So before you look, yes, what does this mean for you? Mm, I think for me, I feel for me actually right now that the conspiring universe is moving in ways that I don't make, can't make sense of. There's no logic or rationale. It's a period of my life where 
everything that I thought to be true and real is um, slowly fading away and that there is a big vortex of nothingness. But I know in that there is a conspiring universe working with a divine plan to come through and I need that space in order for that to manifest. And that's me trusting in the divine plan. Not my plan. Indeed. <laughs> what does it mean for you? Thy will, not my will. And mm. mm. the same, that there is, there is something bigger than ourselves and we just, you know, our journey is to align ourselves to be able to participate in it more fully. Oh, my gosh, this is the magic. How do you align yourself to participate in it? What does that look like for you? Well, <laughs> that's the big the big question, isn't it? And what it what what aligned meant, you know, five years ago is probably quite different to what it is now. Mm. Uh, you made the comment about millennials trying to unlearn everything at this moment in time. Um, if I can be so bold as to say, actually, I don't think it's just millennials. I think it's energetic, energetic for the planet. Mm. I think we're all being asked to do that. Mm. And one of the gifts, I guess, millennials have is that they are not so embedded in the old ways. So they actually make, can possibly make those transitions a lot quicker mm -hmm. than, you know, an older generation like myself. Not I'm not talking about myself, mm. <laughs> but just generally, you know, more embedded people can make that transition. It's mm. a lot harder. Mm. And I would say, like, you're definitely someone that I've seen be able to transition through many different things and different systems and structures maybe that would uphold an old way, how do you connect to your intuition and your truth to allow the divine to unfold? <laughs> I think it comes back in many ways to the card here. Just trust. Sometimes you just, it's about feeling your way into things rather than cognitively mm. thinking these things. And a, a, a real um, example of this is. I've really wanted to buy an. I wanted to buy an electric car for a long time, and I was waiting for the Nissan Leaf to have this 400 range, which they said they would have in I don't know, 2017 or something like that. And lo and behold, I waited and waited and waited, and finally, oh yeah, we've had a few problems. It's going to be 150 range, and I just went ballistic inside, and I just intuitively contacted B and W and said. What have you, what's, what's happening with your I3? And he said, well, actually, we've got two, uh, two of our demos coming on stream next week. And um, so Chris and I drove up there the next week, walked in, and I bought it just like that. Oh, my you gosh. Know, with, with no, I just didn't do any planning behind it. And Chris said, I st stood there and I was shocked. I mean, I didn't expect you to buy it because, you know, it was clearly quite expensive. But I just, you just know, mm. you just know. And it's aligned and it's just been the most beautiful car. Mm. As you, you've seen my car. Yes. I love my car. <laughs> I had a fun test drive around town. <laughs> it was cool. And I think too with that, I, I'm certainly something that I'm becoming a lot more present to is that when you are – trusting with what feels good and what feels aligned, it actually becomes so much less 
like of an energy toll and like you don't have to research as much, you, don't, you know, like to just know that you needed to call BMW and that it was, you know, it just becomes quite simple and easy. And I think what I'm learning over the last couple of years in particular is that when I'm aligned, it's actually quite simple and easy. It mm. doesn't need to be hard and strenuous. That's actually an indicator for me that I'm not in alignment because when I can trust and flow with something that I can't make sense of... <laughs> Yeah. It becomes a lot simpler. I totally agree. I do wonder if we need those out of alignment mo- times, more than moments, to be able to work through that next stage mm. to get there. Yes. Has that been your experience? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> With the big grin. <laughs> I mean, for me, life is hard. Mm. Life is, from my worldview, life is not supposed to be simple and easy and you have it all. Mm. It has these really, really challenging times. Mm. And um, and I suppose they're there to learn and grow. It doesn't feel like it at times, but Mm. I guess when you come through that other end, you see the shift and you think about the person that was then versus the person that's now. And I don't mean now, now, but just general now. You know, there there is a great shift there. Mm. There is a letting go, a um, a reconsideration, mm. a, a softening in many ways. Yes, softening. Mm. That word is very present in my life at the moment, softening. Yes. I'm curious, Catherine, could you pinpoint your biggest unlearning? So that was an interesting question at this time of my life. And, I, well, actually at any time of my life, but I think my un, my biggest unlearning is that doing the right thing is relative. Doing oh my gosh, the go right there. Thing yes. Is relative. And, yeah, you know, I, I thought about. You know, at the university, we have had some redundancies and I kind of, I've been really struggling. Well, you know, I'm older. Maybe it's my time to to transition somewhere else and to give my space to a young person who's going to make their career. And I found that really, yeah, it's been quite challenging to actually go through that. And mm. I've got you know, people that say, don't be so crazy. You're at your peak. You're doing mm. fantastic things. You've got 20 years of training to get there, you know, you would be just crazy to do that. Um, and and so, you know, that's an, an unlearning for me um, and, and trying to navigate that space. Um, another one is, you know, this whole idea of marriage being forever, which is something I've been brought up for. And, of course, I believe in the institution of marriage for the protection of children and the fact that, people would stay together for all their lives. I mean, that's a fantastic thing. Mm. But it's very much a romantic view. Mm. And, you know, if people stay together all their lives, it may be that, you know, it's not the right thing to do. I Mm. mean, how can we navigate that particular space? And so as I try and deal or manage this or navigate this unlearning of a whole lot of stuff that I was brought up with, you know, the it's it's not so much the values you live by, 
It's the virtues that you cultivate that I think are really important. Mm. The courage, the gratitude, the humility, um, the ability to communicate in a really thoughtful way. Mm. Yeah, the wisdom, ultimately, I mm-hmm. hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that they're all things that you embody and have lived out the whole time I've known you. Just so beautiful to hear articulated like that. I've never heard it like that. The virtues that you cultivate. Mm. Yeah. I mean, every... Every religion has, you know, do unto others as you wish to have done unto yourself. So no one wants to hurt other people. Yeah. Uh, but, but navigating that territory can be quite complex in different ways. And this unlearning, I think, is really quite critical to that process. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that reflection. What has been your medicine in finding yourself? I found that quite a hard question and I probably don't have the full answer I certainly know as a as a child and a young person, probably up to the age of twenty four, that uh, I'm trying to find the right words. I wasn't whole as a person. Is probably how I would explain it, and really, it was having my children which was at the age of 25, mm. that um, gave me this huge purpose and that really changed. They made me, they gave me a security I'd never had, a purpose I'd never had. Um, this is despite having a good upbringing, so, I'm, mm. you know, it wasn't anything, you know, traumatic in my upbringing in any way. Um, but, yeah, having my children was quite significant and finding that medicine and I think if I extrapolate that for the rest of my life, it's about having a sense of purpose mm. and having that meaning mm-hmm. that's been quite significant in yeah. navigating change. Powerful. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But then again, when your purpose shifts and changes or it falls apart, that's a huge trough you can go into because you know what purpose is and what meaning is and then suddenly being without it mm-hmm. is quite a traumatic experience. So mm-hmm. navigating yourself through that. Yeah, wow. Can you remember times where that has been present for you and how you held yourself through that transition? Yes. Would you like to talk <laughs> to that? Um. <laughs> Certainly at work there were challenges at one point and one of the one of the choices was potentially to leave, but I didn't for lots of reasons. And I can't say I have completely reinvented my purpose, but it does feel more purposeful. Mm. And and that being through a reflective practice with yourself, self-inquiry, feedback. Or how can how can it not be? Mm. I've been listening to these um, podcasts with successful New Zealand women, and every one of them says this need for um, for self awareness, reflection, and empathy. Mm-hmm. Well, you know how can how can you not have those in your life if you want to be fully engaged and present? Yeah, and aligned. Yes, it's a constant. Yes, yeah. Thing. Yeah, And I think a, a really critical tool for anyone listening, let this be a invitation to consider what your self-awareness practice looks like and sounds like. How do you 
create space for observation of your thoughts, your feelings and what you do? And how do you invite in feedback and different perspectives on who you are and how you show up in the world um, so that you might be able to find greater alignment? I think that's definitely something that's been so key in my journey, cultivating space for self-awareness. And I've talked to times where um, I was so disconnected from my body and from myself that I couldn't even sit still with no music, no emails, no TV, no people. That was my biggest fear was to be in that space and time alone. But I've realized over time that I'm never alone. And that the greatest gift I could give myself is that connection to myself. And I will cultivate that through writing and through a conversation with the universe in any given moment. And I'm so glad that you touched on this because I think it's something that a lot of young people um, have a huge opportunity with to grow in. So one thing I have done recently is disconnected from social media. Mm. And actually that feels really good. Oh, I love that. I feel like that's coming for me. <laughs> Takes a lot of courage. How do you stay in touch with your family and your close friends? Um, we pick up the phone. Yeah. yeah. We have, you know, Zoom calls, Skype calls together that are prearranged. Mm. Yeah. So much more thoughtful and intentional too. Oh, it's intentional. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. What are your rituals and practices that set you up for personal freedom? Yeah. I think the big word for me is att attention and paying attention to what you're doing, what's around you. And I know in these really busy lives that's quite difficult, but there are certain practices that I try and do, like I do try and meditate, maybe not every day, but generally 15 minutes in the morning. In fact, mm. I get up in the morning boil the jug, make my nettle tea, and while my nettle tea is imbuing, I sit there and do a 15-minute um, meditation practice. Mm. And it's not that you – you do feel slightly – it, it feels as if you can just cope with things a lot better, that's all. Mm -hmm. So I do try and that as a reg regular practice. Uh, I do a, a lot of yoga um, and one of my joys is to, in the summertime to go outside and do yoga at six o'clock in the morning outside. Mm. It's just such a lovely thing to do. And other things around attention is, you know, I have a garden. Just going out and picking the fruit for breakfast in the morning mm. is a very meditative, mm -hmm. attentional practice. Mm. And, you know, I'm sure I could think of a lot more mundane things, but there are some of the key things I do. Mm. Um, yeah, it's weaved into your day. It's it's woven in. Yes. Yeah, mm. yeah. And to be able to have that as a expectation and a promise that you keep to yourself as well, and that you fulfil, is really beautiful. Um, and meditation, I think, is something that I have wrestled with over the years and learnt actually that. Anything that is just witnessing mm. is meditation. Absolutely. And the, the ideal is to weave this into your daily life. Mm. So you're, you're always just slightly – you're in the self and yet your, your mind is slightly outside the self, just mm -hmm. observing 
I think that's yes, that's the ideal. Yeah, but you know we're human. Yes, <laughs> we're not going to get there all the time and do it all the time. I yes. mean, you know, we we would be possibly devoid of some of the experience if we were to do that, and mm. that's that gives us both joys and. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And and the the troughs as well, mm-hmm. but the joys are pretty full, cool. Yeah, mm. absolutely. What piece of advice would you give your younger self? Now that's an interesting one, <laughs> because my response to that is nothing. Ah, this is so good. <laughs> I I wouldn't be who I am. Yeah. And yes, I could say things like. Hey, be a lot less disciplined, but then I wouldn't have achieved what I have in my career, mm. you know, and I which is the, incredible, which I have the ability to influence a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, so, so that, um, that huge discipline, yeah, why would I not have it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I was res- wrestling with this decision about whether to stay at work, you know, and let, um, or leave and let someone younger keep their jobs. Um, I kind of thought quite deeply and I thought, actually, my research and teaching work is something I'm absolutely still passionate about and even though I work, I'm a workaholic, I work way too hard Mm. Um, and sometimes I think, oh, wouldn't it be nice to just sit in the sun and knit or do do whatever you want to do? And I thought, well, yes, probably for about two hours. Yeah, exactly. You know? (laughs) And and if I was to die in a year's time, actually, I don't have any regrets about working so hard. So that's okay. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, there's lots of things my younger self could have learnt way back then, but that's not the path I took. Mm. So I actually have no regrets. That's incredible. There are things I probably wish I'd made different decisions over, mm-hmm. but... They ultimately led you here. Yeah, yeah, I have no regrets. So my younger self, yeah, I didn't really know anything. Um, and I was quite very shy, no confidence, nothing. I mean, I was really terrible. Mm. But, you know, I'm not like that now. Mm. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. All the lessons and gifts Everything that was meant to be for you mm. was there. Mm. So there's this, this kind of acceptance, yeah, really, and and gratitude maybe that it all brought you to where you are now. Yes, something's probably not quite in that gratitude space yet, but yeah. I understand the intention. Yeah, one thing I do try and do at night is be grateful for six things. That happened during the day. And, you know, there's certainly times where I can't think of six. Mm. But I always find that I sleep better after doing that practice. That's so good. really cool. Yeah. That's so good. Oh, Catherine. (laughs) I love sharing space and time with you. I feel like every time we do, I learn so many more things about the conspiring universe. There's just a way that it moves through you with so much love. And I feel so grateful for... um, the fact that our worlds collided and and the the opportunity that was created through what you wanted to share with the students, which was love and empathy and um, 
spirituality in business and in leadership and in management. And that that's not woo-woo. That's actually being a human and living a life that is aligned and for good and for humanity. And I'm just so grateful for um, your commitment to your passion, really, mm-hmm. and for, um, yeah, just choosing to share what you know is good and right in your heart, knowing that it creates so many ripples. So, <laughs> yeah. Of course, Gemma, thank you. But you asked the right questions. <laughs> yes. This is about you too. Yeah, it's a dance. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm so curious. I've always been curious. And that um it was the alchemist, I think. Was that the book that mm. we read in mm. like a book club in a paper called Self-Actualized Leadership? Like these are all my favorite things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a really fun course. I love teaching it. Yes, yeah. and the art. There that's right. There was an art was component to wheel. it. The yeah, the piece wheel. wheel. Mm. Yeah. Oh, just so many gifts from that that are still present today. So thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. And thanks for coming on the podcast. It's been great to have this conversation. And um, for everyone listening, if there's been something in this episode that's really resonated for you or you've had an aha moment, just want to encourage you to make the space and time for yourself to just really be with that and notice what that thing was and give yourself the permission to pick it up and try it on, get curious with it and see where the universe wants to take you with what you've discovered. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Catherine, for your time. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in and thanks to our special guest. This is your chance to take a moment for yourself and really reflect on what's landed for you over this episode. Yep, right now. Pull over in the car, stop working, take a minute and write it down and turn that into one actionable goal so that you can integrate and apply what's come to light in this episode into your life. If you're picking up what we're putting down, please take a moment to rate and review this podcast. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button to be the first to hear when the next squeeze of Audible Juice is live in a new app. If you have a topic you'd like to hear more about, please slide into my DMs on Instagram. See you next time. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.